Hiya, Goblin Senchman here. So, I uh, recently put up a slightly ridiculous post um, on my blog. So, I'm sure anyone listening to this blog post, uh, this podcast, is familiar with the concept of the quantum ogre. The idea that no matter what choice the uh, players make, they're going to meet the, the ogre. So, they take the left part, left path they meet the ogre have the players choose the right path they meet the same ogre in a sense it's about um, trying to manage um, DMs um, probably resource management where they don't want to plan two adventures so they they plan one and uh, they want you to meet it and possibly in a more kind of cynical way it's not necessarily about their management of their of their resources just that they uh, they're trying to actually um, generate a predetermined story and this is where you know railroad adventures come in where you know the start and the ending is the same and it doesn't really matter what happens uh, at either point and that's the same concept as the ogre it's taking away the the uh, I guess narrative control from the players um, and so my blog post was about Schrodinger's troglodyte <laughs> um, so let's backtrack a bit um, yes it's a bit of a soundbite but so the point here is that um, I, was, I was reading an article about um, Sorry, I just had a bit of an interruption there. Anyway, I was reading um, something the other day about Chekhov's gun, which apparently is a device or concept or principle for when you write a play or a book, uh, where essentially, or a movie I suppose, essentially you shouldn't have anything in the plot, which is sort of a red herring, which doesn't actually... Yeah, which, which which basically doesn't contribute to the overall plot. So the idea here is that I think in scene one, the main character is using a gun to shoot seagulls. Later on, you bring it in again uh, when he like uses the gun for something else. So there's a reason. I mean, actually, I was watching The Graduate, that film recently, and in that film, it was mentioned earlier on in the, the plot that Dustin Hoffman's character, The Graduate, was a very good runner. Then later on, when his car breaks down, he runs to the church. So I guess that's an example of Chekhov's gun. You're introducing a concept which is not just a throwaway line. In fact, there were several other things in that film that had this, this concept in it. Anyway, so it made me wonder whether in adventure design, you should we should be paying attention to Chekhov's gun. Should there be things in an adventure um, that are only relevant to the plot and nothing else. Um, and I thought about this a little bit and decided the answer is mainly no, but a little bit of a yes, uh, which is probably not very helpful. So the idea here is that I think when you're planning an adventure, you should, as a, as a DM planner, whatever it is, be thinking about um, the things you need in your adventure that you think are going to be relevant. So the monsters, the rooms, the dungeons, the traps, NPCs, they're all, as far as I'm concerned, normally Chekhov's guns. But you see, the thing here is that um, an adventure isn't a script, is it? And therefore, um, you cannot have the minimal elements because you don't know where the story's going to go. But, you know, worse than that, actually, is the fact that the players who are helping build the narrative may totally ignore all your Chekhov guns. May completely go off the rails, you know, ignore all the plot hooks, ignore all the important NPCs. 
and simply latch onto the random pie seller and get fixated on them and the DM has to sort of roll with it. Um, so in a sense, because it's not a story, a written, a finalised story, it's an evolving story, you can't plan for that. But I mean, obviously you should try, but you shouldn't, like the quantum ogre, try to dictate what what actually happens. You have to sort of roll with it. And so it made me slightly think about Schrodinger's cat for some reason. Um, I'm sure there was a tie into it event originally, but I can't think of it now. But essentially, Schrodinger's cat is like every dungeon you've ever played. Because the Schrodinger cat con- Schrodinger's cat's concept principle is that there's a cat in a box. Until you look in the box, you don't know if the cat's alive or dead. And in quantum mechanics, essentially, that means that the cat is both alive and dead until you look it has the properties of both and a dungeon's like that you can you can as a dm write down the dungeon with all the plot hooks and all the rest of it and all the the markov markov not markov chekhov's rifles or guns you want but if the players don't interact with them they don't count and so like schrodinger's cat um until the, the parties interact with things they're not they're not real only become real once they do interact with them and at that point the relevant things become Chekhov's guns and the relevant ones don't and they just fade into the background subject to the DM bringing him back in later if he wants to in a different say different session and this, this is how I kind of shoehorned in uh, Schrodinger's troglodyte because I was imagining like there's a troglodyte boss in the final room but the players don't meet him so he doesn't really exist and unlike the quantum ogre he doesn't just materialize uh, regardless of whether the players found him or not he just ceases to exist in the state of not quite being there and being there or not being there at all anyway that's that's the the premise I, it's nothing really new there it's still reinforcing the, the standard idea that um, you shouldn't and you know without good reason have quantum ogres or quantum plot lines or quantum railroads I mean, actually, I think the, the term quantum ogre is a misnomer because under quantum mechanics, I think the idea is that uh, things don't necessarily um, appear regardless of whether you want them or not. In fact, Schrodinger's troglodyte is much more like a quantum quantum effect. It's either there, it, it's only there when you, uh, whether you discover it or not. That's re- a real quantum, quantum thing. But anyway, um, I mean, there's such things as quantum tunneling where, you know, a you could you could in theory poke your finger through a brick wall um, using quantum tunneling if the you know it's hugely huge probability against it but it's possible anyway so there you go um, random post hopefully just more or less reinforcing the idea that quantum ogres are bad and you should lean into Schrodinger's troglodyte which is basically saying. Um, you should roll with it and if your big bad isn't found it's not found and it, it's like the cat in the box it's just not quite there it's there but not there until the players find it and interact with it okay well that's mainly it okay bye uh just to finish on this podcast um i just like to say if you've not listened to my episode one two three about intellectual property then uh, I would do it in the next couple of weeks because I'll probably take it down after that. I guess I feel a little bit twitchy about leaving something up there that uh, could be construed as legal advice, even though it's not. So um, if you want to have a listen, have a listen. 
If not, no problem. Okay, cheers, bye. Oh yeah, just a quick addendum to my Quantum Ogre versus Schrodinger's Troglodyte um, episode. Um, <clears throat> so I had messages from Safer and Jason. Now, because I'm a bit of a fiend for not, never quite getting around to um, responding directly to people's comments live on the show or, you know, having a follow-up show, I'm now a bit twitchy whether people are not expecting me to do it, so they're a bit more relaxed in their comments or <laughs> whether they, they they understand the, the game. It might go might go on the in the public record, as it were. So um, I'm just going to paraphrase what they said. Um, so first of all, thank you for the comments. I think both of them... Um, validly pointed out that the quantum ogre can have some value um in the situ- in certain situations and i in my actual blog post i sort of more addressed that a little bit but you know saver points out that you know quantum ogre it seems a, you know people don't want to waste their prep and and that's perfectly valid but i think often that 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 wasted prep and quotes can be worked in later in a different scenario so you know i get it um and you know what i suppose if you don't, you know, is um, if you don't know, it's not a free choice. Does it feel like a free choice? You know, <laughs> more philosophy. If a log falls in the forest and no one hears it, does anyone? Does it? Does it make a sound? Kind of thing. So you know, if if is the illusion of choice as good as choice? I suppose is the question here. And you know, DMs, especially in in our in in sort of the bracket that I think we're dealing with here. You know time is precious and so maybe people don't want to throw away stuff but you know i think sly flourish is is an exponent of um you know if things don't you know his his lazy dm method is if things don't work out after a certain amount of time you, you sort of end up binning it and uh, i i genuinely think things aren't ever wasted like that if you've got a proper group that keeps coming around you will you will get recycled eventually these ideas um but yes no it's a it's a valid valid point um and something Jason pointed out about Chekhov's gun, <clears throat> you know, something like uh, if you foreshadow something at the beginning of the game, like, um, you know, like, I don't know, let's, um, he didn't use this example, but I'm going to say, you know, Lord of the Rings. If if you do not throw the ring into the into Mount Doom, then the Dark Master or whatever, Sauron, will come back. Now, if the players are foolish enough to ignore that portent, uh, and they don't throw the ring in the fire into Mount Doom, then then the big bad will come back. So they've, you know, the players have chosen not to interact with that thread. But in a sense, it is a live thread. They know about it. As long as they've been told that this is the consequence, then the, then I think that Chekhov um, gun does that is valid. I mean, I, I think what would be invalid is if they do throw the ring in the into Mount Doom and you go and the DM goes, oh, I really wanted that encounter. Uh, I'm bringing him out. I'm bringing him out anyway. It wasn't the real ring, haha. <laughs> or uh, there's some other like get out. Then that's when I think you're defeating agency. But um, yeah, thank you for both. Um, I if, if if either or both give their just send me a message if you want me to publish your actual messages. Happy to do that. Um, or if you're satisfied that I've paraphrased it well enough, then I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, thank you for your comments. Bye.